Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. But these are five ways that we show our faith as believers. Real simple. Pray, read your Bible, fast. So that's probably the least, that's probably the least uh, favorite topic up here. Give, and this says witness. I like to say share your faith. Witness, that word freaks some people out. You say, man, witness. What? You, it means you have a witness. It means you are going to witness, and you've already witnessed what God has done in your life. So pray, read your Bible fast, give, and share your faith. Witness is a church word for if God's done something for you, tell somebody. If God's done something. Some people say, man, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I don't know how to get there. Let me tell you something. This morning you heard Beatrice sharing. Beatrice was very shy about her faith when she first came. I, believe, I don't know if it was 2004 or 2005 she accepted the Lord. I don't remember. Beatrice was always cool. But I do remember this. I started to see that God was doing something in her life and worship and different things. She had a call to worship and she had a call to share her faith. And I started to see that she was having an impact in her family's lives too, as God did something in her life. And you saw today she was able to share. Man, that, that, takes, that takes courage. For some of us, it takes practice. You guys won't believe this, but man, I've told you some of, some of you this before. I used to feel like crying when I stood up in front of people. Really? You're like, how, Matt? You're out. Yeah, I was out going out there, but man, you put me in front of people. I was like, and then people give you real dumb advice, you know, focus on a point over there and just stare at it, you know, and then you look like a weirdo. Man, when you're talking to the crowd, just focus right there and talk. Can you imagine if I talked to y'all like this just all the time on the cameras? And man, God, God has a word for all of y'all, just, you know, the whole time. So you got to get comfortable. I understand that. And everybody's at a different place. There are introverts and extroverts. You say, man, I'm a little shy, but I'm good one-on-one. -on -one. Chances are you're an, extra, uh, you're an introvert. Introverts are extremely gifted in small groups. Introverts, they have the love of God that can show through them even one-on-one -on -one real well. Sometimes the extroverts aren't always the best one-on-one. -on -one. They have to learn how to do that. So here's my point today. Wherever you're at in your faith, God's going to give you the courage. He's going to give you the opportunity He's going to give you what they call the wherewithal to be able to do that and share your faith. All right? So let's go back to those five real quick. So pray, read the word, give, fast, and share your faith. Today, I'm going to be focusing on the word. Somebody say the word. There's something we used to say in the late 90s. We'd say word. I like, I still say it. People are all, mm, okay. Word is like, all right, or amen. But they would say it, they would say it in the hood, man. I'd say, man, hey, we'll be there at 8 p.m. tonight. One of the guys would go, word, and walk off. And I still think it's cool. It's so 1988. But some of you are like, 1988? Did y'all even have cars back then? Yeah. We had landlines. We had CDs were coming out. Those were getting popular at that time. So want to focus on the word today. Let's go to Proverbs 4.18. Proverbs 4.18. This is powerful. This is wisdom speaking, but you will notice when wisdom speaks in the book of Proverbs, it always points back to the word. Wisdom is the word, and word is the, the word of God is his perfect wisdom, okay? The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. 
which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. That's verse 18. Look at verse 19. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. What is the way of the wicked? People say, I want nothing to do with God. I'm going to live how I want to live. I want my will, okay? I want my will. It's crazy. People want their own will until everything's falling apart. Then they try to figure it out, right? But hey, God knows how to get to us. The way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they're stumbling over. Can I tell you something? I'm a man of God. I don't have to tell you that. I live it at home. I love God. You are men and women of God in this house. I know who I am in God. But let me tell you a story about stumbling. I don't know how many months ago this was, but I was mowing the lawn already. So it may have been April. And Jen's laughing already. Baby, why are you laughing? She didn't see it. And I'm so glad. But I was mowing the lawn. I had shades on. I wear shades and a hat. If you ever see me at my house mowing the lawn, it's interesting. I have a hat that my mom bought me in Mexico. And it's a straw hat, so it's important to me. Jen told me one time, that thing stinks. I said, I'll wash it out with Dawn soap. I ain't getting rid of it. Mom gave it to me. So I'm going to have that for a long time. Then I'll put it behind glass someday when it's too terrible to wear. But anyway... So I was wearing my hat, had my shades on. They're pretty dark. And I was going around the storage building, and I turned, and I was wearing shades. You're already laughing, and you don't even know what I'm going to say. I love it. So I'm turning the corner, and so there's a, there's a number of factors going on. There's shade from the mulberry tree. Okay, it's morning. There's plenty of shade. I have my shades on, and the bag to the lawnmower is black or dark. It's dark-colored. So as I turned the corner, I was looking up toward the fence, and the bag came off the lawnmower. Jen was in the yard. I think she was soaking up some sun. She was not looking at me. She was reading or messing with something, doing a post or something. The dogs are out there. She's over here. I turned to go around the corner of the storage building. I'll never forget. I turned, and before I know it, the lawnmower is leaving my hands and I'm falling and the lawnmower is going toward the fence and I fell. And I remember I fell and the first thing I thought, it's crazy, that must be, I don't know, dad, growing up on the south side or something. I was like, who, I, man, I got up so quick. I was like, man, who pushed me down? I may not be big, but I'll throw some hooks. I didn't know what, you know, all these things go through your mind. All these things, I'm like, who pushed me? How did I fall? Was it one of the dogs? How on earth? And then it dawns on me, the, the mulch bag had fallen off the lawnmower. I pushed, I never saw it, and I fell over it and hard. The lawnmower is on and I heard myself fall. It was like, poof. So I was like, oh, I think I groaned. And I, first thing I did is turn around and I got up and I, was, I made sure Jen didn't see it happen. And I kept going. And then I finished up, you know, it's a mulberry tree in our yard. I didn't know what I had stumbled over. That's what it's like being wicked, okay? This is an example. They don't know what they stumble over. So I finished mowing, and I walked past Jan, and she goes, baby, why, you know, just real matter of fact, why do you have mulberries all over you? <laughs> mulberries are like blueberries, blackberries. So I had them on my elbows. I had them, and I was like, I was like you didn't see me fall, huh? And she goes, what? That's one of Jen's responses to when I say something. She goes, what? And I go, I fell. She goes, how did you fall? And I said, I, don't, I think I fell over the bag. She's like, I'm so sorry. I was like, I was just glad you didn't see it. <laughs> I just, people are like, want pity? Nah, -uh. I just, I, I was like, no, man. I'm cool when I mow the lawn, you know? 
But anyway, that I think is a fair example of they have no idea what they're stumbling over. I couldn't see it. It hit me. It cut me off at the legs. And it's crazy. I was pushing the lawnmower fast enough to where I fell right over it. The way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they're stumbling over. Verse 20, my child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. What a beautiful promise. Verse 23, guard your heart above all else. That would be your soul. It's translated many times in the Bible as heart, even for soul or spirit. But your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your spirit got saved when you accepted Jesus. But your mind, your will, and your emotions, they need renewing, don't they? Somebody say, yes, sir. (laughs) Somebody say, amen. All I got was this. I don't know. I'm waiting to see where he's going with this before I agree. Guard your heart above all else, your mind, your will, and your emotions, for it determines the course of your life. Wow, what a text. My first point today is read. Read the word. And I know there's a lot of folks in here that will read the word, and there's some that say, man, you know what? I'm in a season where I can't read. I, can't, I just can't, I can't sit down. Not that you're unable to read but you're just having a hard time. You say, man, I can't focus to read. Well, let me tell you something. You can also hear the word. Let me tell you a little bit about my story. When my mom was getting ready to pass, and we knew it, it was about February of 2018, the few months leading up to mom's passing, um, she'd gotten weaker and weaker. She was joyful. She was talking to God. She was as sweet as ever. That's how you knew that woman loved Jesus. She was just amazing as she wound down. It was amazing to just see her. She was struggling physically, but man, her spirit was strong. And we were spending time, and we'd see mom, and we're back and forth, and I was grieving. Now that I'm studying it, I didn't know I was grieving a future loss since 2012. Didn't know it. So I remember there came a point, man, and I had stayed in the Word, stayed in the Word, and there just came a point one day, and I just couldn't. I didn't know what it was, but I was struggling to read the Word, and I am a Word man. Those that know me, at some point, my wife said, baby, you're, you always had your nose in the Bible. You know, she just kind of asked me in passing. I said, yeah, I said, I've, I've been listening to it. I got to the place where I inherited some CDs. Y'all remember CDs? And I had a, a new vehicle that was new to me at that time, and it had a CD player, man. So I put those CDs in there, and there were the Bible on CD. And it was King James Version, and the guy had a British accent. He just, just sound awesome. Alexander Scorby, Right? Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You know, just powerful. Shakespearean accent and everything in the King James. But I got to a place where, man, here I'm preaching sermons, and God was giving me the grace for sermons. He'd give me the grace to study the word. This is going to sound crazy. I could study certain passages, but for some reason my attention span was weak. That's one of the symptoms of grief. I couldn't focus I couldn't focus to read. And then I'd drive around town, around town and I'd just be in my own world and I'd have to rewind and rewind and rewind on some stuff. And I'm like, that's good. And I'd go back. Or sometimes I was just, I missed that whole chapter just driving around. So you say, man, I, what if I can't read the word right now? You've got to get in the word somehow. You've got to be in the word somehow. This is one step to getting in the word is coming to church and hearing the word. 
You just saw some verses there. You just heard. We discussed them. You got to do it as often as possible. And daily is the, the ideal best. Say, well, why, why do I need to get in the Word? Number one, you don't even know if I'm telling the truth or not if you don't read your Bible. I'm going to always do my best to tell you the truth. We're going to base it on the Word. But there's been folks that have been in church 20, 30 years, and they took the word of the preacher or the elder or the Sunday school teacher, and they got taught wrong. They never even read the Bible and formed their own worldview. One guy years ago heard from a friend. He said, oh, one of my buddies said he has never read through the whole Bible. He's been going to church 30 years, but he doesn't know any of the Bible. And see, that concerns me. I don't expect you to know all the, the obscure references I make in Scripture. There's times that I, I'll make an obscure reference to Jonathan or somebody else. And Jonathan, well, he's, he's like me and dad. We're in the Word. We study. We've read it. We've read it lots of times. We haven't read it as much as dad yet. But man, there's, I'm, a, I'm a student of the Bible even through my darkest times, I'm a student of the word. You say, man, but, but I don't know how I can. Hey, I've been there. Some may say, I don't read very well. Praise God, once again, you can hear it. You got a Bible app on your phone, you can hear it. You say, man, I don't got a Bible app. You got the internet. You can click on, uh, you can go to BibleGateway.com and all these places and you can hear the word. You can hear it. You can look it up. Google it. You can hear the word. You got to do it as often as possible. You got to get back in the word. This is not a message of condemnation, though. You say, man, I haven't been. Well, then be convicted and repent and get in the word. Don't just go, oh, man, I feel terrible. And I'm just, oh, I'm just, oh, I'm just awful. Oh, I'm just, wow, I, I need to. But no, just get in the word. Just get in the word. Now, let me be clear. Not all devotionals are created equal. Some say, well, I just read a devotional. That's fine, but make sure you have your own walk with God and you read the word for yourself. You read the word, all right? Make sure you read and start to understand the word. Once again, you heard, you heard my story, my testimony, like we say in church. Man, I had a season, and it went on and on and on and on. I'm going to tell you, I don't remember. It seems like it went on until about... Oh, gosh, it was, it was about a year and a half for me. I could not sit down and read chapter by chapter. I just couldn't. God gave me grace. I could teach the word. I could study references. I could read passages. But reading a chapter by chapter, I struggled, so I listened to it. I listened to it. It took me about a year and a half to get through the whole Bible on audio. But there were some chapters I listened to 30 times. Over and over. Some, I'd miss it, and I'd miss it, and I'd miss it, and I'd miss, say, man, what, what was that like? It was strange for me. It was foreign for me. Not every season looks like the last. But I want you to be encouraged this morning. This, this right here, Kingsgate Church, is a, it is a lighthouse and a place of hope for you. Not just you, but those that you would invite to church, those that you would pray for. And the truth of the matter is God loves you. He's always loved you. He just wants to be close to you. It's that simple. Let's, come on, hold on just a second. How many of you ladies, do y'all still say fine? Do y'all still say fine? A fine dude? I'm going back to 1988 again, and you like it. What's funny is you like it. 1988. Ladies that are single in this house, if a fine man was writing you letters, would you read them? No hesitation from that section. Love letters. And 
Because you know, men, men are all right. God bless them. But men are like promising all kinds of stuff. Girl, man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make money for you. When we're married, and, and you know, these, some of these dudes are illegal. If I have to, baby, I'm going to print money for you. You know, whatever. They're, I will steal money for you. I mean, I don't know the promises. We always joked about, he says he's, he promised her the moon and the stars, right? But here's my, here's my point. Ladies, if a fine dude was writing you letters, you, you'd read them and reread them and reread them. My wife has written me some letters, and I read them. And I read them again, and I checked them out. I just, I just loved it. I said, man, this is great. She loves me. I love her. And I wrote her some stuff. And she liked it, hopefully, right? <laughs> but here's my point. The God of the universe has written you love letters. Why not read them? And you, get, you go back to people, and they go, well, I already read that. Okay. Well, good. Read it again. You know, what's Proverbs 1-3, you know? You read it, but you, we don't know it all yet. We'll be sitting there, and I'll ask Dad, oh, yeah, that verse. And I was, he goes, oh, yeah, that's in uh, Proverbs chapter 6. It takes a while to get there. And Dad lately has even been dropping the verse on us. Oh, yeah, it's 6-3. What? Wow. Praise God. Get into the word. Love it. And you say, man, I don't know where that is, but I know it's in there. Well, make sure that you're reading to understand. You're reading to remember. You say, I don't remember it all. That's fine. But make it. Make it your life's goal to get to know God through his word. Life's goal. And I'm going to tell you right now, most of you don't think in King James Version. Are y'all with me? I, I mean, really, I beseech thee. Heretofore. Whithersoever. And there's just, well, one time I think it was a heretofore or something. It was one of those words in King James. I was with one of my relatives and dad. And my relative asked dad, he said, Heretofore, he said, who's that? <laughs> I think that's a, a Shakespearean conjunction of some kind, but who is that? that, that were, to be or not to be is the question, right? Get you a translation you understand. Because I, I never want to hear that. You say, man, I don't understand the Bible. Ask God's Holy Spirit to help you. And if you need to get the Message Bible, get it. I'm not a huge fan of the Message Bible, but it's the word. And it's super modern translation. I mean, they say some stuff in there that's so contemporary. <laughs> that's fine. If it's a message Bible, get it. I teach out of the New Living Translation. Reads about like a well-written newspaper. Okay? So, you know, I don't know. Does anybody here work for the Hobbs News Sun? So, not like the Hobbs News Sun. <laughs> New Living Translation. New Living Translation. Say, man, I, I like the NIV. Get the New International Version. Some say, I like mine to be a little more eloquent. Go New King James Version or my personal favorite, English Standard Version. I love that. It's more modern, but it's eloquent. It's excellent, all right? Get you something you understand. Can you imagine if we're talking to each other and I'm speaking to you in a different language? That's a problem, isn't it? In reading the word, you've got to be able to understand it. I've seen how valuable that learning Spanish was for me. I cannot believe it. There's times I bump into people, and I'm talking to them, and they're just going, just looking at me. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. Habla español. You speak Spanish. I didn't know. Right? I didn't know. And then we can converse. We can communicate in the same language. And here's something else that's powerful. What is your heart language? 
So you say, what? My heart language? What is the language that you are comfortable with? See, because some people speak English, but they want to hear their services. They want to hear church in Spanish. Oh, oh, cut it off, cut it off. But remember, you think in a certain language, right? I don't think in Spanish. I don't think in Spanish. Some of you are like, well, I, here's the quickest way to know. What language do you dream in? What language do you dream in? Right? English. I think I dreamed once or twice in German and thought I was the man. <laughs> but I think I had a bunch of sweets before bed that night or something. I was in... I was like, man, I dreamed in German and it never happened again. I've dreamed in Spanish a few times, even recently. But I dream in English. That's my heart language. My mom spoke to me in English. My dad, my brothers, my brother and sister, we spoke to each other in English growing up. We still do. So you get, you say, man, I come to the English service. Yeah, but if you're comfortable, really comfortable reading in Spanish, then read your Bible in Spanish. But make sure it's a translation you understand. You need the word. I cannot emphasize it enough. You can't live without it. Pastor Joel said this recently. I think you would really appreciate this, Dad. He said, you know, the Apostle Paul said, I die daily. Y'all know what that's about? I die daily means I die to fleshly desires. I'm putting those to death. I'm, I'm not going to go there. You know, that flesh of ours wants to climb down off that cross every single day, doesn't it? You know, put that flesh back on the cross. Say, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to live that way. And the best way to start, the best way to get there is read the word. Read the word. Know what God says. That's number one. That was point one. Wow. We might get through the second point today. Number two is study. So you read the word. Now let's take it to the next level. You show your faith by studying the word. Let's go to Joshua 1.8. I love this verse in New Living Translation. Study this book of instruction continually. Somebody say continually. Meditate on it day and night so you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. I have days that I'm just making one reference after another about scripture. One after another. It's a habit. Not everybody does that, but I love the word and I'm in the word and not every season's that way, but I'm telling you right now, I love the word and I want to get to know God through his word and I want to talk about it all the time. Joshua 1.8. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2.15. Now I had to go King James Version, okay? Forgive me. King James Version. Study to show. See, see what I mean? You don't need a King James Version. If, you, if this word seems strange to you, growing up I said shoo. I don't know if that's show or shoe, but study to show yourself approved unto God. I'm going to translate as we read. A workman or workwoman, right, that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Study to show yourself approved basically by God. Once again, we've been talking about this for weeks. Your faith is what makes you right with God, correct? But when you love God, you do stuff. If you believe, show it. You ever heard of somebody, they go, oh, no, I, I told them I loved them. Yeah, but you treat them like trash. Oh, I told them. They know I love them. I provide. I give them a bunch of money. What? What does that mean? People want to feel loved, right? God's the same way. He gave us his emotions. He wants to feel loved by. How, what is the best way that someone can feel loved by you? Get to know them. Focus on the things they're saying. 
I am not especially gifted in this area. There are those in here who are. My wife's good at this. She knows how to buy gifts for people. Me, I, my natural tendency is I'm going to buy you a gift I like for me. I, that, how does that even make sense? I don't know if in my mind, my carnal mind, I'm going to borrow it sometime or what? <laughs> Let me get you an English Standard Version Bible. And you're like, that, that's too much for me. I'm like, well, it's my favorite version. You're like, I don't even get all of it. Like, let's, let's, let's do something that relates, right? So when you get to know God, you know the things that he likes. How do you do that? You study to show yourself approved unto God or approved by God. Your faith saves you, but when you believe, you do something about it, okay? And when you do something about it, you read, you study the word. This is powerful. Here's how I study, okay? Not everybody studies this way. Number one, I think about it. We're not going to have these on the screen, so you can just take this in. I think about the word. When I'm reading, and many times I'm in bed in the morning, early in the morning reading, and I read, right now I'm reading through the one-year Bible on my Kindle, New Living Translation, okay? Many times I look up verses, and I'll get into that in a minute, but I read it, and I, I do it slowly. Did you know I don't read through my Bible just so I can check something off? That's become a revelation to me. I read through it so I can get to know God. Can you imagine if I go, okay, baby, talking to my wife, okay, baby, we got lunch today. Let's see how fast we can get through it together so we can go our separate ways. Let's check it off. See if we can eat lunch together in five minutes. A lot of y'all are going, uh-uh, that wouldn't work. Same way, me spending time with God. Scripture says we are the bride of Christ, so we spend time with him. That's a whole mysterious thing. We'll get into that another time. But we are meant to spend time with God, so when you spend time with him, make sure it's quality. You say, man, I know I need to be reading three chapters. I've got to, I'm going to tell you right now, that doesn't work for everybody. That does not work for everybody, reading three chapters a day. My goal is not to have you read through the Bible in a year. If you need to read through the Bible once in three years, great. My goal is for you to read the word every day. And if it's one chapter, make it and let it be quality. Because you get into three chapters, not everybody. Some do brilliantly with three chapters, and that's great. The, new, uh, the uh, one-year Bible, it's the equivalent of three, four chapters a day. Okay? And that's fine. Because it takes about 20 to 30 minutes to read. I, I'm usually 25, 30 minutes with it because I slow down. I want quality. I want to understand. I want to just read through. How many times you read through something and you're like, I don't even remember how I got to this part on the page. Have you ever done that before? Because you're thinking about other stuff. Those of you single ladies, you're thinking about that fine dude that wrote you them love letter, letters. <laughs> going, man. If he could only spell love right. <laughs> I'm kidding. If he misspells love, red flag. Red flag, just move on. Give him to God. Girl, I love you, L-U-V. I don't know if you love me. I don't know. I, and I don't like that. Don't talk to me that way, right? Read through for understanding. And don't get me wrong, there's just days I'm really focusing in on several verses and I remember all that. And I, even when I work at it, I don't remember everything word for word. You just don't. And I have a great memory. But sometimes you're 
out and about, you know, you got to focus, you got to focus. Read for quality, read to spend time with God. If it's a, in a one-year Bible, if it's a one chapter a day and, and your version of the Bible you're reading, great, but read. That's how you become a disciple. Say, what is a disciple? A true follower of Jesus. How do you follow Jesus? You don't know what he said. So many people are Christians, but I'm like, oh, and you know, make a reference that, you, should, you know, for God so loved the world. And they're like, yeah, I've heard of that verse. Yeah, what's that in Romans? What? No, you've got to get familiar with it because you love him, not because you're trying to impress anyone. Be approved by God. Impress him. So number one, I think about it. Number two, I reread verses that weren't clear or things that stood out to me. If you got a Bible that's a hard copy, you need to mark that thing up. I say that carefully because it's hard for me when I get a new Bible. I'm like, I don't want to mark it. My dad, he don't care. I, f I was reading yesterday. I found it. He had marked in my Bible. <laughs> no, you leave it in the office. He'll pick up your Bible and start reading it and start underlining. I'm all, Dad, that's my Bible. He's all, I don't. And you know, Dad, Dad he'll do the Columbo on you. He's like, I don't, the Bible was in here. I was reading. So, and, and that's how he studies it. That's good, though. Because you remember it. When you do visual aids, you underline, you highlight some of you got, you get out all your highlighters and that's cute to me. The girls that get out their highlighters and they got four or five colors and you're, that's great. You, it'll help you to remember. I do brackets, I underline, I write. I like writing notes. I'm like, this is what this means right here. So reread it, highlight it, do what you gotta do, okay? Underline. Number three, I look up stuff that's not clear to me as well. I look up words, historical references and places that I want to know more about. That's not for everybody. I'm very interested in biblical archaeology, the study of places and locations and cities and names and what does that name mean? I do that sometimes, all right? Then I also talk about it and ask questions. There's so many ways to study. You study alone, but then you can question yourself about it and say, man, what does that mean? Let me look that up. Or you can ask somebody who knows or who's experienced. You should do that, okay? I'm going to have to get into this again next week. I can already tell I spent way too, too much time on reading. But let me just say this. Part of you showing your faith is getting into God's word in some way. Here you are on a Sunday morning getting into God's word. We have talked about God's word now for over 30 minutes. Praise God. That is good. That's a great start. But now you got to do it on your own. What do you do when you're alone, what do you do with your time when you're alone? A lot of people say, man, I don't have time. You got a smartphone? You should have gotten your report on your Apple iPhone today, how many hours you spent on your phone daily last week. Mine's down 7%. So you need to look into that. Really, I've deliberately been leaving that stupid thing, that phone. You got to get back on it, I know, and people are looking for you from work. and you got. But man, Facebook's not looking for you. No, it is. I guess it is because it's a notification. Somebody commented on your post. What would they say? How many likes did I get? How many dislikes? What did he mean by that? You know, is that a half thumb up or what does that mean? Look, I'm telling you right now, you've got time in the week to read the word. You start to assess how, how long you spend on TV on the tablet, on the smartphone, you've got time for the word, I promise. It's got to be important enough to you that you make time, though. 
Got to be able to make time because you love God. Not to please me, that's for sure. That's between you and God. But if I can encourage you in any way, in any way in this season, I'm telling you, you've got to get in God's word so you have a firm foundation. You know what the Apostle Paul said? He said, imitate me, follow me as I follow Christ. So I'm going to tell you right now, one thing I do for sure is I read the word. So you say, man, I don't have an example in that. Oh, you do. I read the word. So do what I do as I do what Christ is telling me to do. All right? Imitate me in that area. Say, man, can I learn anything from Pastor Matt? If there's anything you can get from me, it's to learn to read the word and pray. And I've always been a word man. So let's pray. Let's pray. God has something amazing in store for you. He wants to continue to speak to you through his word. Right now where you're seated, I'm not going to even have you raise your hands today, but if you need to get right with God, you say, man, my heart is struggling. I've been struggling in my mind. I've been struggling in different areas. Well, you're going to have to have your mind renewed. Say, man, how is that even possible? It all starts with reading the word. It all starts with reading the word. We'll see about next month. We may get into a series on renewing the mind or the following month. But I'm going to tell you right now that reading the word is where it all begins. You've got to read the word. You want your mind to be renewed. You say, well, I'm not sure God said that or I don't know how God feels about me. Read the word. You'll know how he feels about you. Scripture says he has loved you with an everlasting love. Scripture says, he said this, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Isn't that amazing? That's powerful to know that, you see, because sometimes we think some crazy stuff. I heard dad saying that this morning. said an unrenewed mind. Humans, we, we jump to strange conclusions. Many times we think the worst. Many times we'll believe a lie. Many times we'll repeat a lie. It's because our mind's not renewed. Say, man, I'm gravitating towards strange stuff. You need to get in the Word. You need to gravitate toward that. You need to go on a fast of some of that stuff. Say, man, a food fast? No, we're not even talking about that yet. I'm talking about a fast, like like put away Netflix for a while. I'm not against good, clean entertainment, and I I believe God is not either. I, I, I truly believe God created us to have fun and enjoy life, but man, where it's your schedule and it's your schedule and there's no time for God, I remember a guy years ago, he said, God is a factor in my life. Well, man, that sounds good, but is he the factor in your life? Is he the factor? Is he the priority in your life? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. The cry of my heart is that you know God through his word, that you get to know him now. Because we don't know what next year is going to look like. It could be stranger. It's been such an odd year. There's, there's things going on, not for fear, but just to say, hey, Jesus was right. He said these things must, must happen. There's something going on right now. There are two hurricanes headed toward Louisiana, supposed to make landfall within a day or two of each other. That's wild. That is wild. Don't be surprised. Just pray and get into God's word. And I guarantee you, God is speaking to his people in that area. We're going to pray for those folks, that they be protected. 
that the hurricanes move, that they disappear, all those prayers. But I'm going to tell you right now, you've got to have a firm foundation. The news cannot be your foundation and social media cannot be your foundation. And what your, your neighbor says and what your primo says and your, your grandma says, no, that, that can't be your foundation. The word must be your foundation. What does God's word say? So right now, just tell the Lord you're sorry if you need to. Say, God, I just, just make me right with you again by the blood of Jesus. Go ahead and tell him. You can do that on your own. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just tell him. Just for a minute. Just say, God, cleanse me. Cleanse me in Jesus' name. I need you, Lord. I can't do this without you. I can't make myself righteous. I can't make myself good. But God can. God can do it in you if you let him. God can help you. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't get lazy. You can trust God. He'll take care of you. He has made you right with himself, Scripture says, by his own blood. The blood of Jesus is over you. Thank you, Father, for making us right with you. Cleanse us. Forgive us. We thank you that we are right back with you. We are close to you again. We have access to the throne of God. In Jesus' name. Now, I want everybody to look at me. We're going to pray a prayer together, and this is such an important prayer. And that is that you have a hunger for God's Word. That is so important. So important that you have a hunger for God's Word. Why? It's all in there. Everything you need is in there. How to treat people. How to relate to them. How to be kind to them. How to have boundaries. How to relate to God and love God and follow Him and seek Him. How to honor God and His Word. How to honor God and the things He's said. Scripture says, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You want to see somebody who's foolish? or living a life of absolute tomfoolery, it's someone who gives no regard to God's word. Absolutely foolish people. Why? Because they don't fear God. The fear of the Lord, the respect, and the honor of God, and the reverence of God, leads us to have wisdom. Okay? So here's what I want you to do today. I want everybody in the house to stand to their feet. I've gone a little long today, but that's all right. We are within our time frame. And I want you to cry out to God with me that he would give you a hunger for his word like never before. It's that simple. Let's just pray. I'm going to pray and you can pray along with me and you can agree and let's do it right now. Let's bow our heads and close our eyes. Father, give us a hunger for your word like never before, Lord. I know that times and seasons happen to all of us, the book of Ecclesiastes says. Times and seasons. We know it, God. I know it. But, oh, Lord Jesus, you above all else and above everyone else, you know it. Times and seasons. Now, Lord, give us a hunger for your word. Let us receive your word not only here at church, but in, in the private time. In the confines of our home, let us get into your word. When we're driving around, let us get into your word, Lord. Listening to it. Reading it when we're at home in the secret place, some men and women of God have called it. Reading and praying, Lord, call us back to you. Call us back to your word. Lord, I'm not in a race against anyone except, here's my point, Lord. I am in a race to renew my mind and keep it renewed. If that's five chapters a day for some of us, Father, great. If that's 10, great. If it's one, great. Then, Lord, if it's three, great. They will finish their Bible in a year. But Lord, if it takes us a year or two to read through our Bibles, that's fine as long as it's quality time with you. If it takes us three years to get through that thing, one chapter a day, that's great, Lord, as long as we don't give up. Lord, give us strength and fortitude to not 
to not tire out so quickly and so easily. Give us a hunger for your word like never before. Let it fall on this church, God. I believe that is the essence of true revival. Revival is not just a church meeting. Revival is being revived and awakened to your grace, your glory, and your goodness all over again, God. And I thank you for that. Give us a hunger for your word like never before. In Jesus' name.